0: Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Ross Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft podcast presented as always by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Highly recommend, by the way, you listen to today's Ross Tucker football podcast I had Steve Palazzolo from Pro Football focus on, and we went over a lot of the rookies in their preseason week one performances because let's be honest, that's really the most interesting thing about preseason, right? Is like, how do these rookies look once they get to the NFL? If you watch the Eagles-Jets game, you heard me go crazy about Cam Jurgens, who's an absolute freak of an athlete. I saw it in Nebraska. He is Awesome. Like, he's fun to watch. And, yes, he reminds me a lot of the starting center in Philadelphia, but you got to be careful about saying that. Uh, You can check me out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. All these shows are always available via YouTube as well, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, if you're more of a visual learner. So fired up, by the way, for today's show. Emory is traveling all over the place. So we have a guy that most people consider – he comes on the show at least once a year, sometimes twice a year. Most people consider the most similar to an NFL scout that we have that we're able to read and consume. That's Dane Brugler from The Athletic. Check him out on social media. I follow him. I don't follow very many people. At DP Brugler. I love his series right now where he goes over – The top 10 players at each position going into the 2022 college football season, which also means the 2023 NFL draft. You know, that actually reminds me, Dane, you never worked for a team, did you or did you?
1: No, not not in official capacity. It's one of those things where, uh, you know, I had a few offers and it just never really worked out. There were times where I wanted the job and I, you know, I, I didn't get that offer. So it's never lined up. I never really thought of myself going in the media side, but it's worked out okay. I really enjoy being able to not have to focus on one culture, one scheme. I can, I can really focus on all 32 teams. That makes it a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I was going to say um... – I guess the question is, how are you, there's a lot of draft dudes out there, right? Like, there's a lot of people in the draft industry. You know it, you're familiar with it. How is it that everybody generally considers you to be the most NFL like in terms of how thorough you are, in terms of your reports, even though you never work for a team? Did somebody help you or show you how to write the reports? Because that's what everybody always says, which is interesting considering you, you weren't on the other side of it.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know. I don't don't think of it really in those terms. I just the the draft and scouting in general is my life's passion. And so it's what I focus my life on. Uh, Besides family, this is what I care about the most. And, you know, coming up, I went to Mount Union. Um, I I was there. uh, Pierre Garçon and I were seniors. And that was my introduction to scouting is all the scouts we had coming through Alliance, Ohio, taking a look at Pierre Garçon that was my networking that a lot of guys took me under their wing, taught me uh, what it meant to be a scout, uh, showed me the ropes, uh, everything from uh, what to look for in a prospect, how to write reports, all those things. And so, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work and, you know, it's tough because uh, I have to go on record for thousands of players every single year. And I know uh, going into this, I know I'm going to be wrong on some players. That's just, that's the lay of the land. That's how things work. But uh, I feel pretty good about my batting average, and you know, it's just it's, it's a labor of love, something that I pour a lot of time into. I care about my credibility quite a bit. Um, that that's the thing that's most important to me, and so I'm just I'm very thankful and blessed that uh, you know people enjoy the work that I do, and uh, it, it, I, I really living a dream with what I'm doing right now.
0: Well, um, if credibility is what you're going for, you're highly successful because. Uh, your credibility is as high as anybody in the industry. I would say higher. That's an awesome story, by the way. I never—I think I knew you went to Mount Union. I didn't know about that. That's how you got into it. All right. So next week with Emory, we will get into sort of a, a smorgasbord. We went over the top Emory's top ten prospects in uh, in the power conferences so far, Dane. And then next week is Emory's favorite day where he goes over his favorite 10 prospects that aren't on power five teams, Mm. which he loves the D2 and the D3 and the FCS guys, et cetera. Um, What I wanted to do with you is just kind of get an overview of this college football season, who we should be keeping an eye on and, and what it's looking like for the 2023 NFL draft. So I guess in general, how, where is, you know, what do you think of this draft? How does it compare to 2022?
1: Well, I think right off the bat, uh, you know, what was the theme of this past draft? It was the lack of top end quarterbacks and then the lack of high end talent, you know, where wasn't a great year to be picking top five, uh, not maybe not a great year to be picking top 10 this year. I think it's flipped a little bit where uh, it's a, it'll be a very good year to have a top five pick with some of the quote-unquote, elite talents that'll be available. And then there should be a, a good group of quarterbacks. That If that's what you're looking for, the face of your franchise, there will be options in this draft. And I think we have to start the conversation with Will Anderson at Alabama. Uh, one, the, the best prospect that I have watched uh, so far this year, and he w- he's part of the conversation in terms of the best college prospects that I've ever scouted. Uh, not saying he is at the top, but he's part of that conversation. 6'4", 245 just offers a rare package of skills, explosive athleticism, uh, raw strength, technical know-how, outstanding play recognition. He terrorizes the backfield. And the crazy thing is, as dynamic as Anderson is putting pressure on the quarterback, he's actually a better run defender. So just a very, very smart player. And look, Bryce Young is awesome. How Anderson did not win the Heisman last year, I've got no idea. 102 tackles, led the nation, tackles for a loss, 34 and a half. 17 and a half sacks that also led the nation just a, a dominant player. And so the the question we'll be asking ourselves between now and the draft is where does Will Anderson stack up with the Chase Youngs, the Bosa's, the Miles Garrett? Is he better than those guys? Is he where is he in the mix with those uh, you know top pass rushers we've had in the draft the last few years? Uh, and I think the answer will be maybe a little bit different for everybody. Um, and, and you know, the defensive line that's going to be the strength of this draft defensive end and defensive tackle last year defensive tackle uh, wasn't a strong group it, it arguably the worst positional group in last year's draft we only had three players from that position drafted top 75 this year it could be one of the strongest if not the strongest position and it starts with Jalen Carter from Georgia uh, on, on the defensive front there and, and it's funny you know you talk to scouts that are Uh, we talked about that Georgia defense. They set a record last year, five uh, defenders drafted first round, NFL record. Uh, They had two defensive tackles drafted first round with Jordan Davis and then Devontae Wyatt. And everybody keeps asking themselves, hey, is number 88 Jalen Carter the best player from that defense last year? So he's going to have a little bit of a target on his back this year, and that's going to be a little bit tough. We'll see if uh, he's able to break through that. But regardless, there are some, uh, some scouts that believe that Jalen Carter is even a better prospect than Will Anderson. So defensive line is really going to be one of the strengths of this draft.
0: So that's interesting. All right. So overall, it sounds like, I mean, if, if the elite is better, if the quarterbacks are better, you'd have to think it's going to be a better draft or maybe at least more exciting in terms of the conversation. Cause I think, You know, people get more excited probably about quarterbacks and elite players at the top than they do about depth in the middle rounds.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. And I think that right now it looks like it's going to be a solid draft in terms of depth, and that stuff always – you know uh flushes out throughout the season as underclassmen start to emerge and some of the seniors uh start to put their best foot forward and, and we see these guys come out of nowhere so you know i think it's a little early to 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 say definitively how the depth of this draft will be but uh you know i, I think you look at a uh, wide receiver wide receiver's been a position that we've seen a lot of first round picks in recent years next year will be a little interesting if we still have uh, you know wide receivers high, it'll be an interesting test sa- uh, sample size. If we see these guys get pushed up, Uh Smith and Jigba from Ohio state is a really good player. Not really a top 10 type of profile can still be a first round pick. Uh, there's a, there's some really talented receivers throughout college football, but I don't know that we really have that Garrett Wilson, that Drake London this year. So time will tell.
0: Interesting. Um, So you mentioned quarterbacks, you mentioned um, D line. What what position groups are weak? What position groups is it like when people are watching their team this year? Oh, we really need this. That you're like, eh, good luck. We might not have it in the draft.
1: I think you know, and I know you're gonna hate to hear this, but offensive line. uh, You know, I think it's, and I think it's it's going to be a decent year for offensive line depth. But in terms of high-end talent, I really struggle to find guys that get you really excited. Uh, Skaronski at Northwestern is a really good player. Um, I think you know he plays left tackle for Northwestern, but I think he's going to be a better guard. It's kind of like the Zach Martin conversation where could he play tackle in the league? Probably. Um, it, it, Rashawn Slater, to me, was clearly a tackle. I think it's a little bit different than that. Uh, could Skaronsky play tackle in the NFL? I, I think he could, but to maximize his skill set and what he does best on the football field, moving him inside the guard I think is the best route for him to uh, have the best NFL career he could have. Uh, and then there's a lot of talent, but not a lot of guys that get you really excited in terms of top 15, top 20 guys. Uh, but we know offensive linemen always get pushed up. Uh, you know, it's It's one of the needs that every team, all 32 teams have. So we're going to see offensive linemen go early, but you know NFL teams are going to be searching for these guys, hoping someone emerges this year as being a true first-round talent. Because right now, it's just it's hard to find those guys.
0: Let's talk quarterbacks, Dane. Um, uh, but before we do, I need to make sure you, since you're wearing a really nice shirt there, you know about the new and now versatile shirts, the fresh fall polos at Express online or in store. Fall forward shades, fabrics, textures, it's back to school, it's back to football, and you know polos you can dress up or dress down, which is why I wear them all the time. They literally go with everything. What are you waiting for? Find your new fall favorites at Express online or in store. All right, Dane, there's been a lot of people that have differing different opinions on which quarterback they like the most. Curious to know who's the top guy right now in your mind
1: I lean towards CJ Stroud Ohio State um, he just got so much better and better throughout the season uh, you look over his final four game uh, yeah final four games uh, against some pretty good competition eighty percent completions 4 hundred and forty yards per game 19 to one. Touchdown to interception ratio. So, down the stretch, and he was a redshirt freshman last year. So, you're going to expect you look at that Oregon game early in the season, you look at some of those uh, September games. There were times where he struggled, uh, you know, just wasn't pulling the trigger quick enough, uh, wasn't able to utilize his mobility at all. There were times where he needed to uh, show some things that, you know, you just didn't see. But towards the end of the year, you could see him uh, start to see things a little bit quicker, diagnose quicker, uh, understand what the defense is trying to do. And it's tough, obviously, when you have a guy that has that type of talent at receiver. Um, You know, he had two first-round picks in last year's draft. i will have another first-round pick. Uh, next year with Smith and Jigba, and then even in the future, Marvin Harrison Jr., and there's a few other guys on that wide receiver depth chart uh, in Columbus. They're just a bunch of freaks. Uh, so it, it's hard to separate that a little bit, but you know what it, 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 you don't count it against them. Uh, you just try to isolate it and, and try to figure out the player, but CJ Stroud, there's, there's a lot to work with there from a mental standpoint. Uh, he's just named a, a captain this year, uh, for the Buckeyes as a sophomore. So I lean CJ Stroud, but you know what? I really like Bryce Young too. Uh, if you can get past the lack of size, because he is undersized, he's, he's going to be under six foot, might not even reach 200 pounds. He's just not a big player. But the the P's are where he's really impressive. Poise, processing, uh, his ability against pressure. I mean, that, that's where he really stands out. He, he always has an answer. He's a problem solver. Uh, that, that's what really stands out with Bryce Young. And another guy benefited from a lot of talent around him. And it'll be interesting this year where uh, they lost a lot on that offensive line, a lot of wide receivers. So Bryce Young will have to kind of regroup and, and see what he could do. But these two guys are, are NFL starters. I don't know if they have maybe the ceilings of say a Justin Herbert or, uh, you know, some of the really impressive talents we've seen go to the NFL in recent years, but both these guys have NFL starting skill sets. There will be teams in the top 10 uh, thrilled to add these guys to their, uh, to their roster.
0: You know, it's interesting when I watch Ohio state, man, Dane, it it just feels like a lot of really clean pockets Mm -hmm. and a lot, wide open dudes. And I've seen video of him making some great throws. and I, I totally get it anticipation, but I mean, that's just not the way the NFL is <laughs> like guys are not open like that. Your pocket's not that clean. I mean, I can't, you can't hold it against them, but wow, yeah. that would scare me. Just, I, I wish there could be more of a sample size of these guys in muddied pockets and not like, I feel like Chris Olave runs that post and like, where is the defense in some of these games?
1: Yeah, no, it's fair. I mean, Ryan Day is one of the best offensive minds in football, period. And so he does a great job of uh, putting the defense in conflict. And he's got a quarterback that can put it anywhere on the field and uh, distribute it, uh, understanding where the vulnerable spots are going to be. And so play calling is a big part of that. Uh, But it's also up to the quarterback to make the right decision at the right time and then throw an accurate pass. I mean, he still has to do those two, th- two things, no matter what the pocket looks like, no matter what the play calling is. And so his ability to understand where to go with the football and then that delicate touch, I mean, because he's not making his receivers work for it. He's putting the ball, he, he layers it, and he puts the ball exactly where it needs to be so the receiver can catch and run and be in an advantageous spot. So I, I, I do think Stroud deserves credit for that.
0: Okay. You mentioned you're not sure either one of these guys has you know the super high ceiling you know the josh allen the what people are looking for. there is a guy that there might be two, but there's mm-hmm. a guy for sure that has uh significant physical ability. Greg Cosell is really intrigued by him, and Emory actually thinks he'll end up being the number one prospect in next year's draft, based on what he's seen. I'm talking about Anthony Richardson at Florida. You know, Dan, there's got to be something wrong with him for Dan Mullen not to play him that much or whatever the deal was there. Right? You're the one that actually talks to people because I've seen some of his throws. I've seen him run. He looks like Dante Culpepper. He looks like he does have that, that high ceiling.
1: Yeah, but he is—he's so raw. Uh, but the talent is just unbelievable. And you know, when he started uh, talking about it, I, I immediately thought of two guys: Will Levis from Kentucky, because he has a lot of that physical profile as well—size, athleticism, arm. Uh, Will Levis has a chance to be a top ten pick out of Kentucky. But also Anthony Richardson. There's no doubt—a six-four, two hundred forty pounds. Uh, I mean, he runs really well. He's got a big time arm and towards the end of the year you saw him become more of a quarterback and not just this raw talent out there i mean throw on the florida state tape and you can see him make some difficult throws you can see him work some of his progressions um i I think the playbook was still uh it, it was something he was still working on throughout last year which is why the coaches didn't fully trust him uh, but now with a new uh, new coaching staff uh, in Gainesville, we'll have to see how does the offense change? What do they do to help the quarterback? So there's a lot of uh, question marks as we go into uh, the season with with that Florida offense. But I tell you what, that the talent that Anthony Richardson brings to the field is really, really enticing. So I, I'm excited to see what he does this year. Uh, the production last year, I mean, he was under 60% completions had almost as many interceptions as he did passing touchdowns. So this is a guy, he still has a long way to go, but the, the skill set is just so unique. So how Billy Napier uh, and that coaching staff in Gainesville, how how do they bring him along? Can they groom him? Uh, that, that'll that be something to watch because Billy Napier is an offensive guy. I mean, he knows what he has, the type of talent. So it's just all about, uh, you know, letting that talent blossom and, and we'll see what he can do in a tough SEC.
0: I do want to get to uh, Will Levis. It's interesting a few years ago when Tommy Stevens and Sean Clifford were competing to be the starting quarterback at Penn state, I had somebody at Penn state tell me if you came to our practice, you would point at the freshman Levis and say, who is that guy? Because he's the guy that looks like Troy Aikman that, you know, looks like the NFL first round pick. And it sounds like he's going to be just not, just not at Penn state. Um, you know, obviously Clifford had a really good year, his first year as a starter, and so he was the entrenched guy, and it just it becomes tough. What do you see from Levis, Dane? Well, uh,
1: physically, uh, he's the prototype. Uh six four, two thirty, uh, outstanding athlete. Uh I mean he he looks exactly how you want the quarterback position to look. Uh so he passes the eye test with flying colors. Uh, And I don't think he gets enough credit for the type of athlete that he is. He's a really loose mover, uh, both on the move uh, behind the uh, behind the line of scrimmage when he's trying to scramble and uh, make something happen. But also quarterback design runs. He can break tackles. His play strength is outstanding. Uh, He's got a really quick release, a whip for an arm. Uh, He has the the arm strength to make every throw on the field and so last year he started to make some of those uh positive steps you wanted to see in terms of going from uh, a talent to a more of a polished quarterback 66 percent completions uh over 3000 total yards 33 total touchdowns so i the production that he had was really impressive and he i mean we, we talk about quarterback wins and all that Look, quarter whether people agree or not quarterback wins is a stat it, it's does it does it need context absolutely but it's a stat. I want to know how many uh, if you're uh, how many games a quarterback won uh, in a season. And last year, only two uh, teams had more wins at the SEC than Kentucky, uh, who had a ten win season behind uh, a lot of what uh, uh, Will Levis was doing. So. Uh, this is going to be a big senior year for him. He loses uh, Liam Cohen, who uh, has an NFL background. He goes to the L.A. Rams uh, to be their offensive coordinator. Uh, Rich uh, Scangarello, who was most recently the uh, San Francisco 49ers quarterback coach, he's now the offensive coordinator uh, play, uh, calling plays for the Wildcats. So a little bit of a transition there, similar offenses, similar concepts, but a little bit of a transition there. So a lot will be on Will Levis. He came back for his senior year to show that he's can continue to grow, be that first-round pick. Uh, the intangibles are outstanding. The talent's outstanding. It's no mystery why Will Levis is getting that first-round buzz uh, going into his final year.
0: Is there any other guys that you really like, uh, Dane, whether it's uh, Phil uh, Dracovic at Boston College or Devin Leary, NCC? Is there anybody else, any other name? That doesn't get mentioned, like those other four guys that you think is worthy of mentioning.
1: I think Aiden O'Connell. Uh, you know, I, my my top seniors going into the year, it's Will Levis, clearly a number one. My number two senior, ahead of Dracovic, ahead of Devin Leary, ahead of Hendon Hooker. Uh, it's Aiden O'Connell at Purdue. Uh, I was really impressed with him last year. Six three, two hundred and fifteen pounds, and this is a player that maybe isn't going to be a a full time NFL starter but I bet you he plays in the league for 10 years, Uh, be a really valuable backup, a guy you want on your team. So the senior quarterbacks, I don't think it's all that uh, impressive of a group after Levis, but a guy like Aiden O'Connell could be a third or fourth round pick and be in the league for a long time. And then with the underclassmen, uh, I really like Tanner McKee last year and, and Stanford was was not a good team last year. Uh they had only three wins uh and you know it it just it was tough to watch at times. But Tanner McKee uh was one of the bright spots. Uh this is an accurate thrower of the football. 6'6, 230 pounds. Um you know, he's there's a lot to like there. he's a rhythm passer, uh he understands where to go with the football, and he's accurate uh throwing over layers of the defense. Uh he understands trajectory, pacing. So there's a lot to like uh w- with what he offers and I'm eager to see what he looks like uh this season uh maybe with a little bit more help on that offense. Um I, I he's not Matt Ryan, but I think he's better than Mike Glennon. So he's somewhere in in that uh in between those two guys. I, I think as an NFL player.
0: So reading your positional breakdowns each week um in the Athletic, Dane, the one thing that jumped out to me Clemson must have a lot of good guys in their front seven. Oh yeah. I mean Miles Murphy. I always forget whether it's Brezy or Bracy, the D lineman who was number one. He's from Maryland. I know that. And then I didn't even realize that this linebacker, Trenton Simpson, is as good. I I did one of their games last year against Louisville. I didn't remember him that much. They had those other two, um, those other two white guys who've been there forever playing yeah. linebacker for him. But it sounds like Clemson's loaded. What can you tell me about those guys?
1: Yeah, the front seven in Clemson is, is ridiculous. Um, you know, the defensive line with Brzee, uh, who, you know, he was a top recruit coming out of high school, five star guy, coming back from an ACL injury. So, how does he work his way back uh, with the need? That's going to be important to watch this year. Um, you know, he's got the, the talent to be a, a top half, a round one type of guy. Uh, Miles Murphy, 6'5, 275. Not quite as freaky as Travon Walker, but you're talking about a similar type player because he plays with power, he plays with length, but he's also a pretty good athlete. And so there, there's a lot of things to like about Miles Murphy and what he's going to be. Um, there, there's a couple of other guys in that defensive line that are going to shine through. Tyler Davis, uh, Ruka Ororo. Uh, uh, there are a few other guys that are going to play as well. So it's just a loaded defensive line. And then Trenton Simpson, number 22 at linebacker, This guy is fun to watch. He's a big-time athlete, uh, devastating pass rusher. I mean, there's a a few clips where he just rolls right through running back blocks. He'll take on offensive linemen. Um, He can play downhill. He can play in reverse. Uh, Big-time athlete, 6'3", 225 pounds. So Trenton Simpson, I, I think, is going into the season my top linebacker and a guy that it's just there's too much to like there to not be a first round pick. So that Clemson defense, uh, questions on offense, you know, with the quarterback and, uh, you know, what they're going to, you know, they lose the offensive coordinators. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of question marks on the offensive side of the ball on defense. Uh, even though they do lose, uh, Brett Venables and you know have a new defensive coordinator, it's still going to be the talent is just too good, uh, in the front seven where I think Clemson defense is really going to carry them a little bit.
0: Yeah, what happened in your in your estimation with DJ Uyunglele? Because it felt like coming into the year, he, he, there was a lot of excitement and Heisman candidate and all that stuff. Um, did he just not process things well? What did you see? I don't even know how much you studied him.
1: Yeah, I did watch him uh, and I did study him. And, and I think the, the, the excitement was understandable being a top recruit. And then, you know, watching him against Notre Dame – Two years yeah. ago, and uh, the regular season, he played well. I mean, he looked like he belonged, and uh, for for a true freshman, did not. Uh, you know, the, the the stage wasn't too big for him. Last year, I, I think that. Uh, mechanically that's where it needs to start his mechanics were just all over the place and that would cause uh his ball placement to be all over so i I think that's first and foremost he needs to be more repeatable with his feet with his base with his throwing motion uh with his body mechanics if he can get that right i think he'll be okay i think he'll get back on track so, uh, you know, whatever the coaches need to do with the offseason, in the offseason to work with him on that, I think that's a great place to start. And then you kind of tweak things from there. But it all starts with the body mechanics for him.
0: Check him out on social media. That's the key. At DP Brugler on Twitter. That way you get all of his stuff on The Athletic. It's phenomenal. Even if you just want to make sure that you always get his epic, epic draft guide. Each year, Dane is the man. It's called The Beast. Make sure you follow him so you get all of his content. It's fun. I read all of his positional breakdowns. It's like that's what gets me at least my mind ready for watching big-time college football this year in the draft to know Dane's top 10 guys in each position. Dane, thank you so much for the time, as always, man. Really appreciate it.
1: Anytime, Ross. Take care.
0: All right. We should be back next week with Emory Hunt. We'll go over all of his favorite Other guys right here before college football kicks off. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.